uh, chapter number 3, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, and uh, I do count it an honor to be here, and I want to say uh, again this morning, uh, I can't remember if this was said already, but boy, I appreciate all the churches that are represented here today, and uh, each one of you, uh, the churches that are here today, uh, most of you, I know your pastors, and I've uh, been acquainted with them for not just a few days, but many of them for several years. And uh, you are members of a good Bible-believing church. And uh, I hope you know that, and I hope you're very grateful for that, very thankful for that. And uh, I just want to share some things with you this morning uh, that I do believe is a sincere burden on my heart. And uh, I am very nervous, uh, uh, and, but excited at the same time. Whenever, whenever the first speaker gets up and don't just, you know, he don't bunt or strike out, you know, he hits one plumb out of the park, and then he tells everybody it's downhill from here. <laughs> I'm sure that's not exactly what he meant to say, but, but that is what he said, you know. And, and, uh, and it's recorded that he said that. And so here I am to start the downhill slide, amen. And uh, so uh, hopefully it will be uphill from here, amen. And uh, so uh, you, you tell Brother Pope that uh, I appreciate him giving me a good push downhill. And uh, thank the Lord for that. You know, I just I thought, well, I, you know, he's already gave me a check. I ain't looked at it yet, but I can take my notes and go home. I mean, you know, it's downhill, downhill from here. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to give to you what the Lord laid on. I love Brother Pope. And I know you folks from Calvary know this. And I could, I mean, I'm looking across the crowd. I don't, I don't know many people, or I don't see many people today that somehow or another I've not been acquainted with you through the years in ministry somehow or another. And boy, we ought to thank God for that. And, and, uh, and, and I mean this. You've got good men of God uh, that are leading you. And I've got a lot of my folks here this morning uh, so I'm just going to try to pretend for a little while like I'm preaching to my folk. Brother Pope told me, he actually called me two weeks ago, and he said, Preacher, I want you just to rear back and preach. And I said, Brother, you said this is breakout sessions. He said, "He said I want you to rear back and preach, and uh, I, I'm just going to try to give you what God's laid on our heart. I do want to be a blessing to you. I do want to drive the point home uh, today on lay workers. A lot of times we think if we don't have a position uh, on the platform, we don't have, in a lot of churches, uh, they may be big enough where you have a staff and uh, they're paid to be there. They have a paid secretary, you have a paid assistant pastor, uh, you have paid youth workers, you have paid school staff. A lot of times people think if they're not part of that paid staff that they're none of importance to that church. Uh, just so happens uh, the Lord worked it out this way uh, last Sunday morning, Sunday night. I preached on the church covenant, the biblical uh, part of the church covenant. You know, we're members of a Baptist, a local Baptist Bible-believing church, and a lot of us really don't know what that entitles and what's in uh, that church covenant that we agreed to do and, and agreed to be a part of. It's not what can the church do for me, but our whole attitude would be what can I do for this church? Uh, how can I help build this church? How can I help grow this church? And I, I love what Brother Pope said, my folks are sitting here, they know I've said this, and please, please don't take this the wrong way. I agree with what Brother Pope said, okay? Uh, but we're not building a building right now at Charity Hill Baptist Church, you know? Uh, we don't have 300 people there. And I'd rather have 50 that want to serve God than to have 300 and there's 280 that could care less whether they're there faithfully or not. 
And so a lay member is somebody that realizes they're part of that Bible-believing church, but they're there to make sure that the ministry of that church grows for the glory of God. Now, that can be a number, and you ought to thank God for that. Amen. You're running 300 where they preach the gospel, and, they, they, and it don't look like a rock concert, and you ought to thank God for that. Amen. I, I mean what I'm saying. You ought to thank God for that. Uh, but you're in a place and they're running 50 or they're running 75. The Bible's being preached. People love the Lord and you're free to worship when you go in there. You ought to thank God for that. Amen. The, the main thing is, is to be excited about where it is that God has planted you and allowed you to be. And uh, so I want to give you a few things with the help of the Lord today. And uh, so uh, uh, you've you got your places there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Uh, let me read you a couple of things. This is where I believe Brother Pope uh, got this thought to have me teach this session today. Uh, we mentioned this in a marriage retreat a few weeks ago with Brother Pope. And uh, after that, uh, he asked me to be a part of the, uh, to teach this part of this, um, uh, the sessions today. I want to read this to you. Uh, you can mark it down if you're taking notes. But it'll be in First Timothy chapter number 3. And uh, I just want to read you. These men uh, are over here behind us in the building. Your pastors, your youth leaders. And so I want to read to you uh, what kind of men that God says these men must be, okay? First uh, Timothy chapter number 3, looking at verse number 1. The Bible said, This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine or striker, nor greedy, uh, not greedy, a filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into the reproach and the snare of the devil. It goes on and says, likewise, the deacons must be that, their wives also. I want to say something to you this morning. What that bishop must be, you should desire to be. Amen? What he must be, you should desire to be. Now, I want you to notice something, and this is where Satan messes with our minds a lot of times. You can't do one thing about yesterday or 10 years ago. You can't do one thing about it. That's in your past. And boy, aren't you glad if you've been saved by the grace of God? Jesus buried our past. Amen. So you say, preacher, I can't be the husband of one wife. I've been married before. But I want you to tell you something. If you've been born again, saved by the grace of God, that's never to be remembered against you anymore. Okay, so maybe you can't be the husband of one wife. Hey, but you could be one that's not a brawler. You could be one that's not given to wine and not a striker, not... Filthy lucre. Everybody paying attention? So here's what I'm saying. We ought to take what we have left and be the best that we can be at what we're doing. Amen? I'll just be honest with you. I'm not a mechanic. Therefore, I'm not going to go apply for a, a mechanic position. Now, if I run out of options, maybe so. All right? I'm going to have to have a lot of training. So here's what I'm saying. Why would we want to be a member of a local church where we have a man of God that falls into that category right there, that we've put him into that office, God's called him to that place, and we're there, and we don't want to back him. We, we don't want to agree with him. Amen. Every, every time he says, 
He says, hey, we need to surrender to God. Then the choir leader gets up and says, Jesus, uh, 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 or you know, we need to tithe. We need to give our offerings. And uh, the choir leader gets up and says, Jesus paid it all. You know, and everybody's like, that's right, that's right. We don't have to agree with the preacher. Jesus paid all that, you know. Uh, and uh, we, we talk about we're going to surrender. We're going to surrender, but we never surrender. We never give. That Preacher's telling that right this morning. This is big. I, I, I've told my church that. My family knows that. This is big. There's nothing bigger that you could be involved in than a meaning more than the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So now we know what these men over here behind us this morning, what they must be. That's, that's, that's the kind of man of God that you're looking for to preach to you the truth of the Word of God. Now listen, whenever we go into this part of the lay memory, I want you to know something. You ain't going to like everything he says. Matter of fact, you ain't going to like the way he says everything he says. Hey, I'll tell you something, man. You ain't going to agree with everything he says. Amen? But here's what I'm saying. As long as it's Bible, you ought to get behind him and back him. Hey, I, I can say this one. Do you know that we lost folks at Charity Hill Baptist Church? We lost folks over faith, promise, mission, giving some 15 years ago. But do you realize when we went over the church covenant just a few days ago that it says that we'll give to the necessities and the need of the church and to the furtherance of the gospel. Hey, you're the one asked to be a member of the church. You're the one that went to the pastor and said, hey, we'd like to join here. We want to be a part of what's going on right here. Hey, listen, if you're a member of Calvary Baptist Church, don't worry about what's going on at Charity Hill Baptist Church. If you're a member of Charity Hill Baptist Church, don't worry about what's going on over at Cherry Grove Baptist Church. Be where you are and be the best you can be where God's put you. Amen? All right, let's look. First Corinthians chapter number 3 and in verse number 1. Notice this. If you want to stand, if y'all want to stand, I know you just ate breakfast and uh, you drink coffee. Uh, and if you drink any of that coffee, you'll not go to sleep till tomorrow morning sometime. <laughs> Amen. That's good. I like it strong. Amen. Amen. That was good. As long as you didn't put any milk in it, you're fine. You, you probably won't sleep none. Amen. Notice this. All right. Let's get in here. We got to hurry. All right. First uh, Corinthians chapter number three. Look at verse number one. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hereunto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, uh, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, excuse me, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith I am of Paul and another I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos but ministers by whom ye believe? Even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he that planteth any, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, I ask you that you would help us today, bring back to us our remembrance of things we prayed about, 
We've studied over. God, help us not to say anything you wouldn't have said. Help us, Lord, not to miss anything you won't say today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You'll be seated. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word. Y'all help me. To, uh, uh, this is supposed to be done at 1130, right? All right. Here we go. We've got 25 minutes. I want you to notice something today uh, that we see uh, here in the word of God. Uh, if I could title this, it'd be how to be effectively used by God. How to be effectively used by God. Uh, those lay members, uh, uh, Webster's 1828 gives us definitions of that. Uh, but uh, the lay members are, are, are the religious group who have been baptized as believers, born again, baptized as believers, uh, who are not part of the clergy. So that means they're not the pastor. They're not the assistant pastor of the church, all right? A lot of times, uh, even the lay members uh, are not what we look at as the deacons because the deacons were voted uh, in to those positions. But I would say that the deacons are also uh, lay members because the deacons do not have a paid uh, position at the church. Uh, so here's another way that you can remember what a lay person is. A lay person is someone that is involved in the local church that does not benefit from that by money. It means this. You do what you do because, number one, you love the Lord, and number two, you love your church. Amen? You do what you do because you love the Lord and because you love the church. I'm not here to preach about me today, but I'll say this. My deacons are sitting here this morning. My wife is here. A lot of folks from our church are here. And uh, when I first went to the church, uh, uh, it was on a love offering. So uh, if you liked the message, you gave good. If you didn't, you withheld. <laughs> It's on a love offering, you know, uh, that, and, and they know I'm telling the truth, but uh, we saw people do that. I mean, they, they didn't like what was preached, uh, especially when that faith promise come around. We, I literally saw people withhold from that. Uh, I don't preach for that. The, the deacons know this. When I went to the church, uh, uh, our head deacon tried to sit me down and say, all right, here's what we're going to do as a church. I said, listen. Let's just let the church vote. I feel like this is where God sent me. Let's see if the church feels the same way. And let's just go for God. I'm not in it. I didn't come for the money. I don't want anybody to think that. And listen, last Sunday morning was 23 years that God's allowed us to be there. I've surpassed that three years of quitting along the way. Amen. And to God be the glory for that. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, hey, listen, even those men over there, the caliber of men that we have here today, I believe would pastor to you tomorrow even if they weren't making money on it. I believe that because I know what type of men they are. You ought to thank God for that, that you don't just have a novice there. Amen. You don't just have a hireling there. He loves you and he cares for you. Therefore, you ought to be a part of that local church in the effective way being used of God. I see three things here today. Um, verses three through number five. I believe we can say this. He said, for ye are yet carnal. Anybody notice in verse number one, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as in the Spirit. Hey, when he said brethren, he's not talking to the world. He's talking, Paul is talking to the church of Corinth. He's talking to those that say, hey, we want to walk this way. Paul said, well, wait a minute. I can't speak to you like I want to speak to you. Why? Because there's carnal things going on. He said, there's still envying and strife. There's divisions. He said, even among you. He said, you walk as carnal. I want to say, number one, how can I effectively be used in my church is quit the petty stuff, friend. Amen. 
man, quit the petty stuff. Hey, he didn't shake my hand. I don't know if he's sitting in here today or not. Let me just tell you what happened just a few moments ago. There was nothing, this nothing bad, uh, nothing bad came out of. Uh, but, uh, but I can see how this could become bad. I was standing in line. I was talking to Brother Rodney. He was behind me. I was standing in line. And uh, there's a fellow in front of him. And he, <coughs> right in his right hand. He turned around and saw me. like, hey, Brother Cardwell. I looked at his hand. And I promise you, I'm not scared of COVID. Amen. We've done had it three or four times. I ain't scared of it. But I was getting ready to eat. I just washed my hands. And I said, hey, brother, let me just bump with you. And he said, I'm not scared. Well, you shouldn't be. You got it already. Hey, that brother could have blowed up at me and said, I hope if you're in here today, I love you. Hey, he could have blowed up and said, hey, that preacher wouldn't even shake my hand. Hey, quit the petty stuff, friend. Hey, you know what that reminds me of? Me and my wife, we've been married 24 years. If we make it to April the 24th, that just means if we're living. That don't mean our marriage is on the rocks. Y'all hear me? As long as we're living, we're going to make it. If she goes anywhere, I'm going with her. Amen? If I go anywhere, she's already in the car. Y'all hearing me? That, when I say if we make it, I'm not talking about it's about to fall apart. But here's what I'm trying to say. It'd be 25 years. All right? That'd be like April walking up to me before we come over here and said, Hey, you know what? I saw one of your girlfriends the other day. You still got feelings for her? I've been, I've been married to my wife for 25 years. I put food on her table, clothes on her back. With the help of God, I've done those things. I believe we're over my ex-girlfriends. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, that's petty stuff. Amen. Hey, listen, whether we're going to roll the toilet paper from the top or from the bottom, that's petty stuff, friend. Hey, we've come to worship God. Hey, listen, friend, we're over the envy and the strife. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. We were all headed to hell, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we've been made nigh unto him. Friend, we're in this thing together. Amen. Let's quit the petty stuff. Hey, if they didn't shake your hand, hug their neck. Preacher, they wouldn't even look at me. Just send them a text and tell them you love them. Pray for them. Don't go tell your brother and sister and run them down. Go somewhere and pray for them. Hey, if it bothered you, go ask God not to ever let you be like that. Stop the petty stuff. This is the family of God. Sinners ought to be able to come in and they ought to say, you know what? I went down there to that church. They they don't act like the world. People talking about church splits everywhere. Hey, listen, if that church splits, they all gonna leave together. I didn't see it. They ain't even splintering over there, much less about to bust up. I'm telling you, man, them people love you. Man, them people are excited. They're just glad you're there. Amen? Stop the petty stuff. Hey, how about this? Uh, notice this. Look at verses six through eight. I love this right here. I have planted a polished water, but God gave the increase. Hey, listen, uh, my, my, my preacher, preacher. I, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you, preacher. My Sunday school class just ain't doing much. And across the hall, man, they're all excited. They're talking about what the Lord's doing. Uh, that might be going on at Charity Hill because uh, in our men's class, man, we're so excited. Them men's in there crying. We got grown men in there crying. We got a fellow sitting here this morning. Uh, he's not even a member of the church yet, but he got saved. He, when he first started coming to church, uh, he told his aunt, he said, I don't understand that. He said, I go in that grown men's class and they all cry. 
His aunt said, what do you do? He said, well, I end up finding myself crying with them. <laughs> hey, but I got my brother-in-law sitting right there. He's crying this morning. Me talking about that. You have the baby right there crying right there. That's my, that's my brother-in-law. He's crying right now. Hey, you know why? Because he's told them men in that Sunday school class overnight, hey, this is changing my life. I, I can't tell you what all God's done. Hey, and on the other side, we got a Sunday school class. Hey, I'm just thinking about quitting. I ain't got but three girls. And they act like they're going to sleep. Hey, friend, hang in there. We ain't always had men on fire for God. You wasn't always on fire for God. Hey, but let me tell you this this morning. Is the seed being planted? Are you sharing with them the word of God? Are you demonstrating the love of God? Hang in there, friend. If seed's being planted, something's gonna grow. Amen. Just make sure you're planting the seed. Make sure you're planting the seed. Hey, I love this right here. This is where you can be a real good lay member. I just, I just ain't getting much out of the preaching. Pre- preacher just ain't really feeding me. I feel like I'm starving to death. Well, I ain't talking about me, but I'm talking about these men that's over here this morning. I saw them when they walked in here. Boy, them guys are, them's, are, them's feeders. Yeah. Them's planters. Yeah. I've said under every, uh, just about every one of them that I saw this morning, I've heard them preach. They're preachers. Yeah. Man, they, they sow seed when they pray. I got notes in my Bibles from those men over there. They're preachers. They're sowing seed, friend. If you ain't getting what you need down at your place of worship, maybe the problem's not the man of God. Maybe the problem's sitting in the pew. Hey, listen, if, if, if when your preacher stands here in the morning and he opens up to you the word of God, if we go back over there to Nehemiah and he says, stand in reverence, he begins the word of God, begins to read the word of God, there ought to be a few people say, hey, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know why? Because he ain't reading his notes to you. He's reading what thus saith the word of God. Hey, when he gets to preaching in the morning, man, he gets real wound up. It ought to be somebody say, man, that's right. Go ahead. Woo! Yes, that's right. Amen. I agree. I agree. You know why? Because he's preaching to you the word of God. But you know why it don't happen like that? It's because when he opened his Bible, he began to read to you. It's the first time your Bible's been read all week. When the preacher says, all right, before we start this service, let's gather in the altar for prayer. So-and-so take the Lord in prayer. That's the first time you've been to the Lord in prayer all week. Hey, church, that's not a lay member. You know what a lay member is? A lay member. They're laboring. They're laboring. Brother Tim McCann asked me, he said, are you teaching to the lay members or the lazy members? Which are you? Hey, listen. Got three people. My wife can attest to this. I've been in churches where there's been probably not quite this many (laughs) to preach a revival. And I've been in some that I walked in the door and I said, God, do I really have to? I'm talking about dead, man. Dead. They only got 20 because they're the only ones that can stand it anymore. Y'all hearing me? I'm talking about dead. But you know what you do? You preach to those 20. Because somewhere or another, there's been life in them 20 before. And you still believe there's a God in heaven that can send forth life once again. Hey, I want to say something. Boy, we ought to ask ourselves this morning. I don't agree with everything the preacher does. And when, you, when I say that, it's not because he ain't preaching King James Bible. It's because he's plowing in your tater patch and you don't like it. That's what you don't agree with. You don't, we don't not agree with those men over there because they're wrong. We disagree with them because they're right and we don't like it. That's why we don't like everything he preaches. 
Now listen, I'm just here to tell you the truth, okay? Y'all ain't gonna, if you amen me, I'm just going to keep going. If you don't, I'm going to keep going anyway because the preacher told me to, all right? But here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you. We don't disagree with those men over there because they don't preach to us the truth. We disagree with them because we don't like that they told us the truth, amen? As long as they're plowing on our neighbor over there, amen, preacher, amen, preacher. They get over there stepping on there to, oh, no, preacher, oh, no, preacher, right? Watch this. Seeds being planted. I want to ask something. You may not like the way it's said. You might not like where he's plowing. I want to ask you something. Is he planting seed? Is the seed being planted? You know what, you know what Paul said? I planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. Hey, you know what? Hey, brother, if you win somebody of the Lord, I'm talking about right here after I get done, somebody comes by, they don't come during the invitation if we was giving the invitation this morning. They don't come. You come up behind me. You ain't up here five minutes. Hey, listen, I mean, I don't know. You're singing Beulah Land. One runs to the altar and gets born again because they didn't want to go to hell. They wanted to know what Beulah Land was about. Hey, bro, I'm going to come up and shake your hand afterwards. I'm going to thank you for being obedient to the Holy Ghost of God. Hey, listen, what does it matter if this brother right here done the lead or that brother over there done the lead or this man was preaching over here or that man was preaching over there? What we ought to be thankful for is another one got in. Another one got saved by the grace of God. Amen. Hey, listen, I, I'm standing here today. Every one of them folks from Charity Hill sitting back here didn't get saved when I was preaching. Some of them got saved at home. Some of them got saved when a visiting preacher was preaching. But they got born again, saved by the grace of God. Hey, we ought to be excited about it. You know why I'm excited about it? Because they stayed at Charity Hill. Them's my lay members, amen? Is a seed being planted. Hey, how about this right here? Notice this. Stop being petty. Is a seed being planted. And then I want you to notice this right here. Watch this. Look at your Bible right here. Verses 9 through 11. Watch this. I want to read it to you one more time. For we are laborers together with God. You're God's husband. You're God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. I want you to notice something. Watch this. Is the Savior, is the savior being patterned? Notice this. Stop being petty. Seeds are being planted. And is the Savior being patterned? Look at this. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Hey, is this church? Is this church? Is your church where you're a lay member? Is it patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ? Hey, listen. Do we go not to worship man, but we go to worship God? Hey, listen. Is it patterned after that? Is it patterned Christ is the head and then the, and then the pastor is the under shepherd and then we fall in order under that? Is that how it's patterned? Is it patterned that God leads the service? That we don't do things just to be doing it, but we follow the Holy Ghost of God and as God leads, that's the way we do it. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, does a pastor have to come in on Sunday morning and say, okay, everybody to their positions? Hey, or do we look and notice? Wait a minute. God is the head. The, um, the pastor's the under-shepherd. He's already told us what he wants us to do, where we need to be. Let's get in there and be there. Let me ask you something. Come 11 o'clock, time for preaching. You have to go wake your pastor up and ask him if he's going to preach today. Or does he go to the pulpit where he belongs? Do you have to look at him and say, okay, preacher, it's time. Come on, preacher, let's get started. Or does he get the service started? You're a lay member. You're a lay member. 
you're part of the church. No matter what your position is, boy, you walk into that place in the morning, you ought to report for duty. God, I'm here. Lord, I'm here to be a servant. Hey, if I'm the song leader, hey, listen, I'm not going to, like, like Brother Pope said, I'm not going to wait till in the morning to decide what we're going to do. I, I'm going to already be praying about it. You know why? Because I sure hope the preacher don't wait till he gets there in the morning to decide what he's going to preach. I sure hope he's been praying about it. Hey, if you're the piano player, hey, listen, I'm not going to wait till in the morning until I'm asked before I walk up there. I'm going to be ready. Hey, when that clock gets where it's supposed to be, I'm ahead in that direction. Nobody better get in my way. I'm reporting for Dude, hey, how about a Sunday school teacher? Are you going home this afternoon after we get out of here at 4 30 to see if you can find you something to teach? Huh? Or have you been praying about it? Are you excited? Anybody listening to me? Huh? Are you excited about it? Hey, tomorrow's the big day. Huh? Tomorrow's Sunday. Huh? Hey, tomorrow, listen, I'm not talking about just a show. Huh? Hey, but tomorrow's game day. Huh? Everybody's going to be looking huh, for what God has for them tomorrow. Everybody. Is going to be excited about what God is doing. Why? Because we're patterning this thing after Christ. Watch me. Let me give you something. I got six minutes. I'll try to quit in five. Let me show you something. Watch me right here. Exodus chapter number 17. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Moses said unto Joshua, Choose you out, men, and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill. With the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had, to, had said to him and fought with Amalek. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady under the going down of the sun. And Joshua discolored Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I know the pastors are over there in the youth pastor. Is there any preachers in here right now? Hey, all right, come here, brother. Come on, hurry, hurry, come on. Y'all don't get me in trouble right here. We'll fix it back. Hey, you didn't bring your Bible. Here, use mine. Come on, right here, here. Right, get your sword. Hey, man, get your sword. There you go. All right, don't, don't sit down right there. I just want you to stand there. Hold that rod up in the air. All right, this is your man of God, all right? If you're at Calvary, this is Brother Pope. If you're at Cherry Grove, this is Brother Tim. Uh, Solid Rock, this is Brother Penley. Jason Penley, Brother Penley. Matter of fact, call him preacher, amen? Y'all okay right there? I've got to be careful, I am one. Hey, if you're from Cherry Hill, this is Brother Cardwell. I know, he, I know he's a downgrade, but he's a Brother Cardwell. <laughs> I'm just kidding, amen. I'm just kidding. It's all downhill from here, all right? Hey, hold your hand up there. Don't let it down now. Hold it up there. Hey, I want you to notice something. Right here is what we're looking for. I don't know a person in this building this morning from the church you go to that ain't looking when you get to the house of God tomorrow. You're looking for whoever that right there represents as your man of God. You're looking for him to uphold the bloodstained back. Say amen right there. Hey, you're looking for him to preach to you what thus saith the word of God. Hey, listen, you ain't looking for him to quit. You ain't looking for him to back down. You're looking for him to hold up the word of God. That's what you're looking for. Amen. Hey, anybody in here? Uh, bro, hey, Brother uh, McCann over there. Come on over here. Hurry, hurry. His hand's getting heavy. Hold his hand up. Hurry. 
Get up there. He's getting heavy. Look, he's got a bend in his elbow. Hey, listen, I'm talking about a lay member. I, anybody hearing me this morning? I'm talking about a lay member. Somebody that is willing to hold up his head. Y'all watching that this morning? Somebody is willing to hold up his head. Somebody that is willing to hold up his head. I said, somebody that is willing to hold up his hand. Hey, I want you to know something this morning. Watch this. Is it just the Holy Ghost of God? Well, I didn't ask these men right here. As volunteers, they went by the Spirit of God. I want you to notice something this morning. Do you remember that when you was out on the battlefield, hey, they listen, there's a man of God somewhere holding up the rod for you. Hey, matter of fact, you remember, it's that same rod that the Bible said the Lord told Moses to cast it down, and it became a snake, and he said, reach down and pick it up, and it became a rod again, and he said, I want you to lift it up, and if man will look to that, they shall be saved. Boy, aren't you glad you look back in your life, and somebody held up the word of God, and you got born again, saved by the grace of God. How about this? Bro, that's that same rod that got down the Red Sea. It couldn't go back because the enemy was there. And they couldn't go forward because the Red Sea was there. Moses took that same rod. Anybody listening to me? He took that same rod and he held it out over the Red Sea. And all night long while they slept, God blew an east wind through there and parted the water. Weren't you glad for the times in your life that the Word of God parted the waters on your back? How about this right here? I'm done. I'm quitting right here. How about the times you've been down on the battlefield and you felt like you was all alone? You felt like you was all alone. Hey, Calvary, watch me right here. You felt like you was all alone trying to win that one down there on the job, trying to get that family member to surrender to the Lord. You felt like you was all alone. Brother, you've been able to look back over your shoulder and Brother Pope's still preaching the word. Hey, listen, Charity Hill... Some's walked off the battlefield. Some's laid their sword down and quit. But I sure hope this morning when you look over your shoulder, I hope you still see a man of God standing there with the rod of God still held up in his hand. Hey, how about it, Cherry Grove? Hey, there's been times in your life hey, you fought a battle and you felt like you was fighting it all alone. But thank God in your history you've been able to look over your shoulder, solid rock, and there's a man of God still holding up the rod of God. And the battle is still being won this morning. Thank you, men. Thank you. Father God in heaven, as we come before you, Lord, we sure want to tell you we love you this morning. And God, we thank you for being so good to us. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the word of God that never changes. It's forever settled. Lord, we thank you for it. And God, I pray that we'd leave this place this morning with a new unction and a new desire to be everything we can be as a lay member of our church. In Jesus' name, amen.